0: Welcome to Fashion Your Seatbelt, your first-class seat to one-on-one conversations with the fashion industry's top voices. I'm Jessica Michaud, and I created this podcast to share the joy I have in getting to know all the amazing people who bring this creative, inventive, and extraordinary business to life. You'll get to hear the cadence of their voices, the sound of their laughter, and feel firsthand how passionate they are about what they do. But before we get this show on the road, I want to say a quick thank you to GPS Radar for making this episode possible. GPS Radar is the members-only website where leading fashion brands and media connect. Also, I just want to remind you to leave a review. Stars are really trending right now, and it helps other very stylish listeners like yourself find the show. Now buckle up, and let's get started. One of the things I love most about going to the Porte verte press days here in Paris, which is basically when the press offices open their doors and let you get an up-close and personal look at the clients they represent, is this possibility of discovering a new brand. A new brand that I think has a potential to make an impact on the industry and shape the way we wear fashion. And that is exactly what happened to me when I discovered the debut collection of the fine jewelry designer Marie Masse. She studied at the prestigious Ecole du Perret and the IMF, the French Fashion Institute in Paris. And you probably already love her work if you took a shine to the artistic and asymmetrical jewelry that was a hallmark feature of the Dior shows during the reign of Raf Simons. That unique approach to jewelry design, how it should be worn and how the wear should interact with it, literally flows through the first collection that Mary Mouse created that she baptized swinging stones. Each piece in the collection has its precious stones pivot, twist, and turn to visually reflect the desires of the person wearing the jewelry. I had a chance to sit down with Mary to talk about her work, and I just know in my gut she's going to be a leader in luxury jewelry design in the years and decades to come. Mary, thank you so much for speaking with us. I fell in love with your jewelry the minute I saw them.
1: Oh, thank you. (laughs) I'm happy to meet you. I'm
0: happy to meet you as well. Um, Your... Your pieces are so unique and so inspirational. Can you talk about how you became a jewelry designer? Can you go back to the beginning and tell us what fascinated you about jewelry in the the beginning? Um,
1: I guess it came by itself because everything I made came came out to be jewelry. If I did shoe design, it became a jewelry. If I did bag design, it became a jewelry too. So it just came out by itself. Did you study uh, jewelry design or no? Uh, accessory design. Accessory design. So every kind of accessory became jewelry, <laughs> <laughs> meant to be. <laughs> yeah. And
0: then you graduated um, school from uh, first Duperré. Okay. And the EFM Institut okay. Français de la Mode. And then, you, and then your first job out of the gate was Dior, is that right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, so you have to explain that to me. How did that <laughs> come
1: about? I did my last internship in Dior, in the jewelry, um, costume jewelry. Mm-hmm. We were working for um, uh, Ralph Simmons mm-hmm. for either a couture show and ready-to-wear show. Um, and then then I stayed and then...
0: Uh, so you saw and Serge, Serge and, and that whole process, when after Ralph left, you were still there?
1: Uh, no, you... I, I just left one month before he left, something uh-huh. like that. So I arrived one month before after he arrived, and then I left just before. So it was kind of funny. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, so you've got to explain to me. You said what, three years at Dior yeah.
0: then? If my, three years, yeah. If my math is correct. So Dior is like the dream job. Why, after three years, you're just starting your career. I mean, what made you decide to, I'm going to go
1: out on my own? Uh, because I have so many, like things that I wanted to do Mm -hmm. and and my building my brand was also a dream and it was like the right moment for me to do it so I just was like if I don't do it now I will never do it so I just jumped that's
0: that's a huge leap I'm very impressed um and then but you were doing more costume jewelry right at Mm Dior, what and what was that experience like did you have contact with Raph at all or how what was that working environment like
1: uh, yeah, he was uh, giving us a brief mm-hmm. about, like, he g- gives a brief to every part of the designing team. Mm-hmm. So he briefs the garments people and then the jewelry and then the bags. So he said, whatever he wanted to work on, either he has idea or inspiration. And then we had to make researches and drawings and present him samples and try on the model with the garments and see if it works and all the things. Mm-hmm. And of that time with at the
0: house, was there a particular... A design or a piece that you created that you're particularly proud
1: of. Um, yeah, there is one, but I, I can only describe it. Yeah, that's fine. It's like an earring. It's uh, a third of the earring on one ear, here, mm-hmm. a third of a stone, and two thirds of the stone in the other here. Oh. It was the one in the show in, in New York. Okay. I, okay, I really loved designing that, and that's something I'm very proud of. What was it about that
0: particular design that you loved? What What made you? What makes that one stand out for you?
1: Because it's some technical thing that I kind of love.
0: <laughs> okay, so you're, it's Marie Mas, or is it that your last name is different, because your email is different, I'm just, this is
1: a technical <laughs> question, because I want to make sure that I get that right. It's uh, like um homage. Homage, right? yes. To my grandmother, her name was Mas, so mm-hmm. I took my first name and her last name to make the brand.
0: Okay, all right. Because she,
1: she teach me how to create and how to have the wish to make things with your hands, so...
0: Was she a jewelry designer as well?
1: Not at all. She was making gloves, so mm-hmm. she just helped me doing things when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So everything comes from her, so I guess it was.
0: So it's an homage to your grandmother. Yeah. Is your grandmother still with us? Does she yeah. know what you're doing? Yeah. What has that been like to, to see you grow and to become this independent woman making these amazing pieces? She must be so thrilled for you.
1: Yeah, I think she's also very scared that it's not working. <laughs> but oh, no! Yeah, like family, you know, they are scared for you that... But but she's she's proud she's happy about it. Does she wear your pieces? Not yet. It's only the beginning.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting in early with you. Yeah. I, I can spot talent even before from right from the start. So going back to the the technical side, um, your pieces are incredibly technical. Can you kind of talk about that? Um, I know it's probably easier to see them, but it's all about movement and shape and cut of the stones. But it's maybe better that you describe it.
1: What I like in, in this collection is that everything can just transform in a movement. So generally I, I like when I cannot explain something, when it looks kind of magic and then you have to go deep in it to understand it. So that's that's the idea of the collection is to have a jewel that you can change and the color can change and just like, like my ring. Mm-hmm. Like if I move it's blue and then it became purple but mm-hmm. I'm just moving my, my hand. Mm-hmm. And there's also the, this idea about, uh, I was in costume jewellery mm-hmm. and I decided to move on fine jewellery and high jewellery because for me it has this aspect of um, generation that all, all the best jewellery I have is from my great grandmother and I, I feel like jewellery is something that you pass through generation and with this idea of movement and changing I guess it's also easier to have um, this appropriation feeling with the jewelry that you can just make yourself by twisting the stones. You can like the the daughter will not show the diamonds but the mother will and then she will one one woman will prefer the blue and one woman will prefer the pink mm-hmm. so that the idea is also part of the collection mm-hmm. and
0: then also the same woman you can make the argument that the same woman when she's younger will want pink exactly. and then when she's married or older and she might want to show off those diamonds or whatever so that the actual piece evolves with the, the woman as well yeah. so it goes through the generations but it also evolves as the woman changes as well
1: yeah
0: and the first collection is called
1: "Swinging Stones."
0: Swinging stones, and because the each stone moves, correct? How did you come exactly. up with that? I mean, it, that's a very technical process. The the mechanics of it all was that a have you been working on it for a long time?
1: I guess it's uh, um, when I stopped working for your I, I wanted to also find myself back because when you work for a house, obviously you are used to what whatever a house is expecting and our codes and the codes of the director and all mm-hmm. so I took a little time to just find myself again and I think it's just um, something the next step of whatever I've been doing before so it was it's more professional in a way and it was more crazy before mm-hmm. so it's kind of something the evolution of, of my work
0: and how do you today. work what is your what is your process do you are you somebody who works in the morning do you sketch do you do mood boards how is your? What's your creative process like?
1: There is no... Everything is inspiring. Okay. okay. It, can, it can be from a toy or mm-hmm. anything.
0: Well, so this is your first collection, the one that you're, you're introducing yourself to the world at, under your own name. What, uh, what was the inspiration for this? How did you come up with this idea?
1: There is the idea of like transformation that I like. Mm-hmm. With the kind of wow effect when you see a piece, mm-hmm. you see a piece and then someone touches it and then it gets alive. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of giving a spirit to an object, which can sound crazy. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I understand. I understand. Uh, I think that definitely jewelry carries a certain soul uh, to it. What is the most treasured piece of jewelry that you have that you haven't designed? That you talked about pieces that you've gotten you from your great grandmother. Is that right?
1: Yeah, one from my great-grandmother in one side of the family mm-hmm. and one for my grandmother in the other side of the family. There are, like, two rings that I adore. Mm-hmm. They are, like, you know, something that when you wear it, you know that the person is with you. Mm-hmm. It's kind of some spirit like that. Okay.
0: And so what... Uh when you envision this um, first collection, um, when you're looking at it and you're designing it, what sort of women do you feel would be wearing it, and or or is maybe the woman that would be wearing interested in wearing your brand? Who is she?
1: That's a t- tricky question. <laughs> <laughs> I guess someone very happy and alive and and moving, because everything is about movement, and so not something to not someone too strict, but more. I don't know, a happy woman, that's kind of the idea, but I don't have a face.
0: Okay, all right. No, that's good, that's good. Better not to have yeah. one single person. Um, are there jewelry designers uh, that you've looked up to, that you really admire, that you've studied, that you that uh, really inspire you?
1: Um, in the
0: past? Uh, yeah, or
1: now, in the past, uh, whatever, whatever comes to mind. I love René Boivin. Okay. Why? It's... it's so like stunning every time you see a piece of him, it's just so stunning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and
0: so, what's the next step for you? What do you? I mean, you were just at the what was the, the presentation that you just finished? It was révélation. Révélation. Yeah. And that was at the Grand the Grand Palais. Mm-hmm. And so, what what was that like? How did that come about? Because you're a young designer, this is your first collection. How were you? I mean, showing the Grand Palais. I saw the images. It's quite extraordinary.
1: It was like um, a selection process. We were like, "Yeah, let's let's try and see how it works." But it it was great. It was a great experience and wonderful place. Mm-hmm. Every day you just look at the, the this huge building and beautiful.
0: And did, what was the reaction? Did uh, did people? Did you sell pieces while you were there? I mean, how, what was the reaction for people who came and saw your work? Um,
1: it was like. People were not expecting jewelry moving and everything. So it was quite good to see how do people react. And there were a lot of professional, but more in the press side of it. Mm-hmm. It was good to like introduce my brand and, and show whatever I was working on. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Can you show me a couple of pieces? Sure. The earrings I particularly love because you actually can wear them two different ways. You can flip them, is that right?
1: Exactly. And there is a mechanism at the back, so you can just... Take one, put one thing back in and take one thing back off, mm-hmm. out and then you can exchange. So you can just flip them? Yeah, you can just flip them and change. So
0: two for the price of one is what you're telling me. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great argument for my husband. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so let me ask you this. So it's a brand new company. Do you have a five-year plan? Have you got kind of, you know an idea of where you want to go, what you want to accomplish? I mean, what's, what's the next big step for you?
1: The next big step is to to reach the um, best selling point around the world, mm-hmm. best shops. Mm-hmm. And, and the dream is to have a, a proper shop of the brand. So, Because I think my, my jewels are very particular. If you don't see them moving, then you don't get the spirit of it. Then it looks a bit annoying. Mm-hmm. So I think it's good to have a sh- proper shop explaining the whole image of the brand and the whole story. And mm-hmm. and I, I'm already designing the next collection and everything is still about movement and transformation, but in different kind of ways. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's all about technical challenges.
0: <laughs> what is it about the technical that fascinates you so much? Do you? Do you I mean, it, it almost sounds like the technical is even more important than the, the jewelry part. It's the actual fabrication and the way it sits is more interesting to you?
1: Because I don't want to make something that you've already seen a million times in the shop. I don't feel there's a point of taking all those risks in building a brand if it's to just look at whatever people are doing and do the same Mm -hmm. but just changing Mm colour. There's no point. Mm -hmm. So The interesting part of it is how can you innovate in jewellery which is something already done by a lot of people but how can you come up with something different Mm -hmm. that's a good challenge
0: now i want to ask you i have these fashion these five generic fashion questions okay so i know you're on the as an accessory designer of the highest level as you're kind of on the edge of it but um so what is the most treasured piece of clothing or in your case jewelry that you own
1: the ring i told you about that was my grandmother's one what is what is it like this ring um it's funny because it was a pair of earrings that they get, her and her sister get from um, an heritage or something, and so she get it mounted on another ring. It's in the shape of kind of a flower with a flow of gold at, outside, and inside is a, an, the actual earring, oh. and it's mounted on a ring. So I, I feel like it's clever, and it's another way of transforming jewelry. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, I
1: see, I see the beautiful.
0: attraction. Yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> um what is the one item of clothing, or I guess in your case, an item of a piece of jewelry that every woman should invest in? What if you could only invest in one piece of jewelry? What what should it be?
1: I guess your engagement your engagement ring or wedding ring.
0: Yeah, that yeah. seems like a fair answer.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so I'm I'm working on engagement special engagement ring. So I will
0: really? show you in a while. Oh, I want to see that. Um, <laughs> Uh who is your favorite designer,
1: living or dead? Can it be an artist? Of course. Theo Janssen is a Netherlands um, artist. Mm-hmm. He's making the strand beast. Um, he, was, he was an engineer at the beginning mm-hmm. and then he gets into art and sculpture. It's pieces of art and alive sculpture in the same time. Mm-hmm. They are walking on the sand. And just with the wind, they can walk by themselves.
0: I've seen those. Those are extraordinary. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Those are totally fine. up I'm mean, with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's so impressive to do that.
0: Yeah, I've yeah. seen those. Those are fantastic. I can't believe I've seen those. What is the one fashion trend that you will never follow? What is the one? Or the jewelry trend, I guess. I've never follow. I have No idea? No idea. That one doesn't do anything for you. Okay. Sorry. Um, What do you love most about fashion? Or I guess in your case, what do you love most about jewelry?
1: That is, It's timeless. Mm -hmm. It still can be contemporary, but it's something timeless that you'll never get rid of. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. Perfect. I love that.
1: (laughs) All right. Anything
0: else you have to show me? Any other jewelry? No? A lot of jewelry to show you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me because I know in a few years I won't ever be able to get you even on the phone. Don't want to miss an episode of Fashion Your Seatbelt? No problem. Just go to iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts and click on the subscribe button. Then every new episode will drop into your feed automatically. No fuss, no muss. Fashion Your Seatbelt is made possible thanks to the wonderful people at Launchmetrics, the software company that is powering the fashion industry, and GPS Radar, the members-only website where leading fashion brands and media connect in style. I am a member of GPS Radar, and I can tell you, as a journalist, it has made my work life run much more smoothly. Believe me, I know. I'm Jessica Michaud.